Welcome, everyone, to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. I'm Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my left is Ed Maher with the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. Good morning. Good morning. And sitting to his left is our now full-time, what do you call yourself? Host. Host. Host, yeah. Hostess with the most. No longer an apprentice. <laughs> you have passed your apprentice program. I did. Thank you. Phil Davidson with the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning, guys. Um, quick, before we start, uh, Ed, what are you going to be for Halloween? Um... Man, I wish you'd. I wish I had thought about that. I don't have a good answer. Phil? I don't have a funny Phil? answer for that one. Construction worker. Construction. That's a decent one. I'm. Yes. Gonna, I'm actually going to be Ed. Are yeah. you? Yeah, scary. It's not I, easy to do. You're going to go travel to Europe for three months a year, or is that how do you be Ed? That's a good one. Well, I guess if you have to have a reputation, that's <laughs> yeah. not a terrible. It's a good one to have. have. It's a Jet good one setter to have. Ed. Yeah. That's Whatever. what I'm going to be. So anyway. Uh, Halloween's coming up. Super. That's one of my favorite holidays. By the way, it's just, oh my god, it's a blast. Um, are you dressing up for Halloween? Other than, you know, you're not actually going to be me. Either. No, but what I actually do is um, on our block, we have a little mini, you know, block party if, type thing, if you will. And I bring out a guitar and an amp and a bunch of candy and maybe some adult beverages. And any kid that walks up, I'm like, hey, pick a song, uh, any song, and I'll play it on the guitar right now. And they're like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, you got it. And I just rip off some crappy heavy metal riff. I'm like, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, everybody. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I do it. I do it for hours. How yeah. many Freebird requests do you get? You know, it's it's a younger, more millennial crowd, right? Yeah. So I, I'm getting like, you know, hey, can you do Taylor Swift? Uh, like, yeah, right. Sure can. Yeah. Get me a little, uh, Taylor Swift, everyone. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I think thank that's you. Great. That, that's the kind of thing that brings neighborhoods together. Yeah. It's called trick and yeah. trick or treat, right? It's a great yeah. unifier. You yeah, know we need to have some tricks. So anyway, uh, with some tricks up their sleeves, the UAW just pulled off a massive, massive win, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for that. Um, got a tentative agreement with Ford. I believe that the details will be coming out this evening, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, Sean Fain is going to have a live uh, Facebook um, okay. stream or something like that. Um, but the Detroit Free Press, um, basically, I don't know if they want to call it, they leaked it, but it's in an article. Um, they, they talked about some of the terms of the deal. And it was like a 33% pay increase over three years um uh getting rid of the two-tiered system uh let's see what else oh my god that's a huge huge deal um let's see uh raising the top wage by more than 30 percent to 40 bucks an hour raising the starting wage by 68 percent yeah right and i think you can reach top level after three years as opposed to eight under the previous contract i think that's right yeah um providing a raise of more than 150 percent to the lowest paid workers at ford over the life of the agreement with some workers receiving an immediate 85 percent increase upon ratification reinstating some of the benefits lost during the recession that's a huge deal oh my gosh cost of living adjustments three-year wage agreements uh killing the the tiers uh, improving benefits for current retirees, workers with pensions, and those who have 401ks, including the right to strike over plant closures. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Right? And you want to close a plant like Belvedere? And, and, yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, hopefully this, this thing goes and then everybody else takes the same deal. Um, and then UAW has said, we're going to take this to the South. Right. Right. We're going to start organizing, you know, these non-union plants. And we're we'll also, by the way, you know, uh, have guarantees now that electric vehicles will yeah. be under uh, Go get agreement. Tesla, too, while you're at it. Go get Tesla, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mr. Spaceman. Right. So, I mean, that that's a pretty big deal, right? For sure. I mean, and strikes work. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, this international news. Yeah, especially lately, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm 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 pretty stoked to to hear that. Uh, I hope it goes well. Um, I don't profess to know all the ins and outs, but uh, we'll see. Well, I guess we'll be reporting on the the terms of that and and whether it went next week. Um, in local news, Phil. Yeah, uh, more good news to share. The Carpenters Union recently uh, announced that we had an extension on our uh, contract for another five years with Marba, um, which is the bargaining association that represents the uh, the commercial contractors throughout the uh, eight county region of Chicagoland. And uh, over the course of the five year extension, it's going to be twenty percent increase uh, wow. in compensation for our members and. This current contract wasn't supposed to expire until June of next year, and this was done and ratified six months ahead of schedule. Why they Why they do it early? How that How that happen? Uh, because it was uh, we're, we've been working well. It's been a strong partnership, and um, our union, led by our RDST Gary Perinar, uh sat down with uh, the the lead negotiator from Arbor and said, "Let's get this done." and Everyone was on board, and yeah, it's it's fantastic when you see so many unions, you know, going on a strike. Having these uh, the, the, these antagonistic relationships with with the, you know with their employers, their contractors, and for us to get that done and provide you know huge huge raises and increases for our members uh, is something we're pretty proud of. So did, did you guys uh, already ratify it? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so how many people does it cover? Uh, about thirty thousand. Wow. Uh, in that region, uh, and that's four years. Five years. Five years. Five year deal. Holy cow! Yeah, five I mean that's extension. that's nice to have that stability, right? For sure. So then you know, like year one, it's like, hey, I can buy a house, and I know I'm going to be making in five years, mm-hmm. right? And assuming that work continues to be good, which is through the roof right now. That's right. I don't yeah. think the contractors would agree to it if work was bad. I think that's right. Right. Yep. So and so, what was it? Twenty percent? You said. So it's four percent a year over five years. And it's interesting. So people will say like, oh, four percent. You know, I can get five percent of the bank or whatever. It's four percent of what? 50 bucks an hour yeah yeah it's four percent of a very large right. number and then that four percent compounds every year so it's technically more of course right so. and then pension and health insurance and annuities and, and all the bells and whistles right yeah we, we just opened up um under the midwest culture and labor with the operators and and the carpenters our first health center yeah right and it's really really cool and more to come right and we'll be talking about that uh, soon, but I mean, these are the type of things that unions are doing right now. Good pay, good and benefits, more opportunities to see a, a dedicated health professional. You don't have to wait in long lines to see your doctor. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's life is good over here. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. And yeah. uh, it, I'll tell you, it, we're going to now hear. You know, unfortunately, I think the the antithesis of what we're talking about, what we're used to in the building trades, uh, with with the guests that we have coming on today, mm-hmm. which are two Walgreens pharmacists that are in a Walgreens union. Yeah. Um, and you know. Who who knew that it even existed? Well, it turns out they just uh, they just merged with the laborers uh, right here in Chicago, Chicago laborers, um, and so they're going to talk about what it's like to be a pharmacist right now. And if you've been it's reading tough. the papers, yeah, oh my gosh, if you've been reading the papers, it's like pharmacists walkouts, and burnout, and you know all this type of thing. So um, that's going to be really interesting. We got to take a quick break here, uh, and then we'll be right back um, with uh, the National Pharmacists Association and two of their members uh, right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken. This is Ed. Here's Phil. And uh, as we said at the top of the hour, we are really, really excited to have two pharmacists. Now, you'd never think we'd be talking to pharmacists and unions, but we are. Right. And these guys are 
Um, you guys are uh, what, president and vice president? President uh, and, and secretary, actually. Okay, president and secretary of the National Pharmacists Association. So we have Joe Pignataro with us and Rob Kobleski. Did I say that right? You did. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you. Work. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Yeah. You guys have a unique situation going on. We do. Um, so let's just start. Some quick background. You both work for Walgreens. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here in Chicagoland. Right. Yes. Um, Joe, how long have you been working there? Uh, end of this year will be 34 years. Well, wow. um, And Rob? Uh, about 23 years. Okay. And look, I, you know, I had another question. Do you need to go to, when you, to become a pharmacist, you don't just walk in and go, hey, I want to be a pharmacist. You need to go to school for that, correct? Yes. Correct. And you need to be licensed? Absolutely. Yes, okay. For, a lot, a lot for a good reason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, post-grad post school as well, right? The residency is the whole... The whole nine uh, yards. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of changed over the years. Yeah. Uh, with additional with residency, but it's minimum six years. Of what? Uh, of pharmacy program. I mean, there's two years undergrad, four years in a professional program at a minimum. Yeah. And then, and, and so we'd say at a minimum, can you go further, like higher? Yeah, well, there's the residencies then you can do after your pharmacy school. Um, usually those take you out of the retail setting more towards, you know, clinical Got it. settings and whatnot. Got it. Okay. But it, you need at least six years worth of schooling to become a pharmacist. Right. Correct. Right. And then when you start, uh, let's say you, 34 years ago, you started at Walgreens, are you like an apprentice? How does that work? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, a, a number of pharmacists for the company generally are technicians. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, that's how I started. Yep. And from that point, once I graduated, I just moved into the pharmacist role. Okay. And so when you go pick up a prescription, um, somebody t- gets the prescription from the back and then goes to talk to the pharmacist, has them take a look at it, and gives you the stuff. So that'd be like a, a technician, you know, then talking to the pharmacy. There's there's different levels behind the counter. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ba- basically, you know, the, we're the overseers of everything. So a lot of times, you you may deal with us at the the out window or whatnot, and you know, definitely for consultations and things like that. But but you know, we're usually you're dealing with a technician first and. We're kind of behind the scenes, making sure everything's correct every step of the way. So, so let's um, let's talk then briefly about you know just a quick overview because I, I remember growing up and I, I said this before we started. My first job was at a pharmacy, and I was the delivery boy. I delivered uh, meds to my neighborhood uh, in Queens. Um, most of them made it to the. Holmes. <laughs> hey, oh, three, three out of five ain't bad. I make a joke. Um, so, um, you know, back then, there was, you know, tons of mom and pop shops, right? And it seemed to be like you knew your pharmacist's name. They knew your name. Uh, they knew your kids' names. Um, it seemed to be a lot more personal. And then as, you know, I sort of got older and there seemed to be consolidation and then no more mom and pop shops and now it's Walgreens, CVS, uh, Rite Aid, whatever whatever it is. Um, you know, what do you think? Like, how's the progression been for you guys? You guys have both been at Walgreens for quite some time. Well, um, well, you know, it's definitely, well, it, like I had mentioned it, it, uh, before, it, it's, I, I'm doing the overnight pharmacy right now and I've been able to maintain a little bit more of that personal relationship. Um, to me, it's not so much you know a customer or a transaction; it's a patient, right? More so, and that's and that's really kind of the direction they're trying to move. Pharmacy, you know, we're we're becoming more almost like providers essentially. Um, but it's definitely become more challenging with the you know uh, consolidation of the stores. Uh, you know, there used to be a lot of overnight pharma- pharmacists. A lot of you know, Walgreens used to tout how many locations they had that were twenty four hours. Right. 
now uh, I come across a lot of people who don't even know we exist as a 24-hour store because they completely shut down that, you know, sure. those commercials and whatnot. Um, so the 24-hour the stores that are still available are getting busier and busier and busier, but I'm, I kind of... Are they adding the staff? No. Okay. No. And and I think that's, I mean, that's my ultimate question, right? Yeah. Are, are Are they more work, you know... Less or equal pay and less staff. Right. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and Joe, you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's it's gone from having two pharmacists uh, with plenty of overlap throughout the day, uh, multiple technicians to one pharmacist a shift with uh, sometimes two techs, sometimes up to four, depending on the day. But, I mean, very minimal, no overlap, um, and just more and more just dumped on us day right. in and day out. Yeah, you see that as as the customer. I've waited yeah. in the drive-thru and yeah, the for Walgreens sure. for a half hour. That's what that's said. Prescription yeah, yeah and, and, and it's something I've definitely noticed. I think everybody uh, probably has noticed over the last couple of years. It just seems busier when you go to, to the pharmacy, but yeah. um, you don't want them to hurry. It's not a job where you want them to be rushing along because they have to take proper care of this. Um, sure. And I, I had a question. I mean, being in this industry for you know almost 30 years and over 30 years, are people on more medication today than they were 20 years ago? Because it certainly seems like people are on a lot of medication these days. Um, and there's probably just, I mean, you know, it's more medication for more conditions uh, available now. But um, there's got to be more to do than there was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. More more patients with more prescriptions. Yes. I mean, definitely the volume uh, in most stores continues to increase. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just... Uh, it's the workload that's just changed, the dynamics of it. You know, the, the, the number of vaccines. I mean, COVID, if anything, just – I can tell you this much. It showed just how, how strong of a backbone the pharmacy departments for Walgreens that, that they are. I mean, the pharmacists that are there, the, the devotion that, that they gave to everybody uh, over that period was – I mean, that must have been an absolute nightmare for you guys. I guess that's yeah. a really good point that I didn't think about. Like during COVID, you know, you, you've had people coming in and, you know, getting shots and you guys are exposing yourself to people sure. that probably had COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, mask wearers, non-mask wearers, anti-vaxxers, some vaxxers. I mean, it must have been an absolute train wreck. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> All the above. Yes. Well, when the, that was when the guidelines started to really go off the rails. Where yeah. It's like, if you've been exposed, take five days off work, unless you work in healthcare, and then just yeah, get yeah. back to work right yeah, now. Right. Yeah. That was when everybody's like, wait a second. Right. Plenty of times, like, but do you really have a fever? Are you sure? You know, is that, I think you're okay. You can come in. It's yeah. okay. Don't worry. Can about you it. stand? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that was, I mean, it, it really was the Wild West, right? Yeah. At, at the beginning of COVID. Right. So kudos to you guys for, for standing up and taking care of you know, the, the populace basically, right? Yeah. Um, so you've been forced to do more with less. And so I'm sure that Walgreens has gone out of their way to really just reward you for that. Right. Oh, I mean, it only uh, makes absolutely. sense. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, uh, what they, what they say versus what they actually do are completely different. That's absolutely why we're here. Um, there was a, and we're going to take a, a, a quick break in, in a second, but before, and then we're going to really get to delve into the union piece of this, right? Um, but there was a great article um, written in USA Today. It came out on the 26th, I believe, somewhere in that ballpark. Let me just see here. Yep, uh, October 26th. And it's entitled Prescription for Disaster America's Broken Pharmacy System in Revolt Over Burnout and Errors. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance, listeners, read that article. It is really, really well done. And it talks about, you know, 
corporations pushing you guys, meaning the pharmacists, to push drugs, vaccinations, hurry up, right? Get these stuff out the door. Yep. It, it, it has become like a, a, a mill, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, and you heard about obviously all the opioid crisis and pill mills and things like that. I mean, that's not you, but it really delves into short staff and exactly what you guys were just describing being, you know, hey, hurry up and get this stuff out. And, you know, that's got to be a recipe for disaster. It's bad for everyone. Right? Oh, definitely. Uh, it is. It is a recipe. And I, I guess the other thing I want to point on is with that. So you asked before about the, uh, like, what's changed. Uh, when I graduated, we were the number one trusted profession in America. Pharmacists. Okay. Pharmacists. Pharmacists. We were. Over lawyers? Over congressmen? Lawyers number two. At this point, companies like Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, they have created us to fall. At probably, I think we're in the top 20 right now. Huh. Uh, I think we're going to be outside of the 20. And it's just the continual chipping away at our profession of just belittling it. You know, I, I don't put toilet paper out on the shelf. Right. Okay? Yeah. Right. I don't. And there's nothing wrong with the guy that puts toilet paper on the shelf. Right. But there's a different level of. Of, you have important. a job to do that requires your your right. focus, right. your you know your constant attention. Have, have you or any of your colleagues experienced any of the uh, thefts or any of the physical violence and intimidation happening? At, I mean, Walgreens is, is certainly uh, has a name for that right now with shutting down stores with all the retail theft. But I mean, it's it's, it's prevalent. Uh, well, like it, not not so much in the pharmacy. Well, actually, I have been held up. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> that, that but that was actually long before all this this occurred. Yeah. Um. But currently, I can tell you, the front end of our store is constant theft. Yeah. All night long, you hear them calling. You know, for you know, people just walking out the door. They go come in. Sometimes they'll bring in a garbage bag and they'll throw stuff in and walk straight out the door. And it's it's that's, a shame. That's a tough work the, environment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's a, and it's also a shame when you have to lock up a baby formula. Yeah. Right. right? I'm, I've heard that that's the most you know stolen item in in a pharmacist, and and that's a that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, as a society, um, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a quick break here. If you get a chance, definitely read that article. Uh, we're talking to Joe Pignataro, Rob Kobleski, um, both from the National Pharmacist Association, um, which has just joined the Labors. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. You guys will stick around for the next segment? Sure. Yep, definitely. You sure? Um, I was hoping they'd say yes. We'd be screwed if not. <laughs> you kind of made it so they have to, Ken. Now you can't leave. I'm not sure about that. But. Yeah. All right, listen, we, we will be right back uh, with more of the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody, to the Workers Mike here on WGN. I'm Ed Maher I'm with Ken Edwards and Phil Davidson. And if you were listening on the previous segment, you heard Joe Pignataro and Rob Kobleski from the National Pharmacist Association. So, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Rob, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sticking around. No so, so we're going to pivot now and we're going to talk about the union. All right. Okay. You guys have what I believe is I've never heard of a pharmacist union. They're not prevalent, are they? Not really, no. I mean, there's far, far and few between. Okay. Uh, we represent the Walgreens pharmacists, uh, staff pharmacists, and what we call market or floaters mm-hmm. uh, for the Chicagoland area. Okay. And how many? How many is that? Mm, a little in the mid nine hundreds. Okay. Yeah. And and this is now you guys literally just joined the laborers, right? Correct. Leona, mm-hmm. Chicagoland, uh, Chicago District Council, correct? Yes. Correct. And you were steel workers. Correct. What made you decide to change? 
think we just needed um, a, just a new direction. Yeah. You know, just something that uh, could just impact our uh, ability to make Walgreens listen to us. Okay. And coming to the building trades is an interesting move for pharmacists, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a good move, especially in in uh, an area where you need to grow this membership, where there is so much more of a need for unions uh, in you know what some people might consider non traditional industries. Um, you know, the building trades is a place that uh, is built on organizing, and so growing your membership, uh, being in a building trades union, I, I think that uh, you know you'll be well served. So yeah. you 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 guys have a, a pretty a hefty task in front of you, yep. right? You're in the midst of negotiations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by the way, your association has been around since when? A long time. Uh, yeah, 1968 is yeah. when it actually originated. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so so it's, it's it's not brand new. No. Um, and so you're in the midst of negotiations. You switch unions. Um, labor's going to come take over. And obviously, labor's a part of the MCL. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, my humble opinion, fantastic, aggressive, uh, building trades union and they get it and they understand you know leverage points and they have lawyers and business agents and organizers and all the bells and whistles um but your contract is unique and that is this you guys have what's called an open shop agreement right. yes. and for everybody that's listening out there and i'm specifically now talking to you walgreens pharmacists in the chicagoland area an open shop agreement means that you don't have to pay dues and you can still reap the benefits of the union Right? Correct. Okay. We don't have those in the building trades. No. Uh, I've never seen one. It doesn't usually result in strong unions, just like any business that provides a service and paying for it is optional. That business is not going to be successful. And for a union, that's important because a successful union is needed to represent the members, the the workforce properly as it deserves to be. And it needs money to do so. That's correct. No free riders. That's right. It's just that simple. Yeah. And you guys have 100 and change dues paying members. And 700 and change non dues paying members. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So you guys literally now have, <laughs> you're staring at two really, I think, very difficult things. One is you're going up against Walgreens, which is, you know, not a mom and pop shop. Yeah. Not a um, farm, no. Yeah. Um, they probably have a lot of money and they probably have very high priced lawyers. Well. And number two, uh, you have to go out and organize the rest of your coworkers, right? Right. You have to convince them that it makes sense to join the union. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to take a really heavy lift. And I think, you know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the reasons that you guys join the laborers is that they're up for that fight. Right. Right. Oh, yes. definitely. And that, that's we're we're excited about that because they're excited. They they kind of gave us a, a breath of new hope Good. so to speak and Good. they're, they're gung ho about trying you know another challenge we have is the fact that we're all at these separate locations oh yeah we're like yeah. little desert, deserted islands all sure. to ourselves so it's hard to get the message across and to bring us all together again under that one umbrella and they seem up for the challenge so that's awesome and i mean it takes manpower right, right. it yeah. takes time money effort so what are the dues one percent yes yep. that's it that's it that's all it is which that's is, that's a lot lower than most unions. A lot of unions in the building trades are, say, you know, two percent, three percent. Which, as we yeah. say on the show all the time, is the best investment you can possibly make. But one percent, and to have seven hundred folks out there who, you know, certainly would be encouraged to see progress through a union, but don't want to put one percent uh, toward it. Um, you know, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll be the the first to say it. 
uh, folks uh, listening who are Walgreens pharmacists who aren't paying dues, you want to see change. You want to see progress. If you think you're going to do better going it alone, uh, I'll be. I'll, let me be the one to tell you that you're you're not. Um, so be a part of the union. Be a part of this. You'll you'll achieve more together. And to be a part of that, you've got to really be a part of it. Contribute. Speak up. Talk about the things that are bothering you. And uh, you know, drive change. Identify things that you can that you'd like to see better at work. You know, more time, more breaks, more staffing. You see it in hospitals and nurses uh, unions all over the country, and it's working. So do it, but don't just sit on the sidelines. Be an active part of it because in a union that's not active, where members aren't actively fighting for this stuff, isn't going to be all it can be. Yeah, I was just going to add on. You know the. Um so Rob and myself, okay, we're, there's five of us on the board, and we, we just can't, the five of us can't win this battle. Right. And that, that's the problem we have. And, and just to reiterate, you know, we are full-time pharmacists as well. So this is not my, this isn't my full-time job wanting to run this, you know? <laughs> and um, it's, it's trying, right? You're trying to fit in your life. You're trying to fit in your, your family, work your family. work, and then now the yeah. union, and on top of it, oh, by the way, now you got, I just got to organize 700 more people, yeah. in, you know, in 45 <laughs> different shops all over the place, right. you know. 45 is more like 300. Is it that many? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, that's yeah. a heavy lift, right? So you, you connect with a, a, a building trades union, like the laborers, obviously, and, you know, first thing, like, look, I'm looking right here. Um, LeonaChicago.org slash NPHA, right? Yes. That's, that's the website. And boom, there's, there's your website. And one of the things that they offered right out of the gate is if you're a dues pay member, you get the benefits of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. So, hey, pharmacists, that's take a look at it. That's worth 1% alone. You, I mean, oh, right my there. gosh. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of low-hanging fruit. Yeah. On top of that, you know what they did, the laborers did? They're buying their dues-paying members an extra $100,000 worth of life insurance Yeah. on top of what they already get through Walgreens um, with the ability then to buy another you know, 700000 with no medical questions, et cetera. I mean, right out of the gate, here's a union that's smart. They come in and they offer value besides all the other stuff that the MCL has, legal services, and et cetera, et cetera. And you can find all that right on that website if you click um, additional benefits for dues paying members, you're going to see all of it. Yeah. So, you know, hey, hey, pharmacists, you know, sign up, join. Can they join on the website, by the way? Yes, there should be uh, application on there. Yeah, as perfect. Well. Yeah. Perfect. So, you know, what is um, what does this look like for the next year or so? I mean, are you going to spend time uh, focusing on the contract? Are you going to spend time working with uh, labors to increase membership? Are you going to be doing both? Like, how, how does this, what does it look like for you? I can be both. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think it's just a, uh, it's a, a crawl, walk, run process. Right. And, um, you know, getting this density back to where it used to be is going to be the the biggest um, generator of of our ability to do something. <laughs> and I think that's obviously, like, you know, Ed said, I mean, the strength in numbers. Yeah. yeah. Right? And exactly what Ed just said, you know, about, um, you know, the nurses that are complaining basically about the same things that you guys are complaining about. Bad working conditions. Uh, understaffing. understaffing Longer right? hours. Longer hours. Not being able to take care of their patients well enough. And you saw Kaiser Permanente, yeah. what do they have, 75,000? Yeah. Three days. Yeah. Walked out on strike for three days, and boom, they have a contract. Yeah, right. You know, and how do they do that? They have 75,000 members. Members. Active members. Dues paying, card carrying, union members walking out on strike and saying, this, we're not, we're not asking, we're not begging. 
we're demanding. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Right? And when yeah. you're at 100 people and you're, you know, negotiating for 800 people, you know, the the old adage that the employers say is, well, it seems like, you know, more than 90% of your people are fine with what they're getting. Right. Why should we give you more? Right? And that's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently and, not. With all these articles coming out, people walking off the job, it's not. Stri- yeah, and strikes all. work. Yeah. Strikes work. Uh, look at Ford. We talked about that at the top of the show, and we'll get into that more. But uh, yep. strikes work, period. Yeah, you just got to get your density up, right? Yeah. Before yeah, you right. can effectively, you know, strike. Right. Not that I'm saying that there's going to be a Walgreens strike or no, just, I mean, strike, la- labor action, right. solidarity, all yeah. of all of yeah. that stuff works. And but, if Walgreens sees that you have a thousand people in your union and three hundred are paying dues, Walgreens knows that. Of course. Um, so it's just you know we'll take you kind of seriously. So if you're one of those seven hundred not paying dues, you're on the boat. You have an oar in your hand. Row, just row in the <laughs> no, same direction. Right. Yeah. Come I like on, you're, that. Gonna, yeah. you're going somewhere. Get there faster. You love like Vikings and gladiators, don't you? Uh, who doesn't? Gladiators, <laughs> especially. I know. You ever watch gladiator movies, Danny? <laughs> right. But I mean, and there are walkouts happening right now, right? Like all over the country. There are. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's it talks about that in yeah. that article, Phil. Yeah. It's you know, there's they're, they're all over the place, right? People getting right. burned out, and they're just uh, okay. I can't so take it anymore. Now it's time to organize. Now right. it's it to build. Your I think muscle. I think yeah. so. And then you have that. Now you have the backing of the building trades, right? And if the labor said to the carpenters and the operators, you know, like, hey, brothers, we need you to show up on such and such a day or such or such a thing. Well, we're going to be there. Right. So right. you have the back end, not just the labors, but now all of Chicago building trades. And quite frankly, you know, probably the rest of the unions here in Chicago as well. And, so and to the public who's listening, you have a stake in this, too, because do you want the pharmacist um, that you're going to pick up your medication from your kids to have a line of people? 30 long where they have to they have to see everybody and they have to sort of inherently be in a rush or do you want these folks to be staffed to be properly staffed to be able to spend a minute with you and ask you you know about how you're feeling about how your kids are feeling you want you want someone to look you in the eyes treat you like a person rather than just boom 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 so yeah. if you're out there and you use pharmacies which as we say if you're over 20 years old and you're alive you probably are on some kind of medication these days um you know, support these folks because they're the people that are trying to keep you healthy. And I think what you guys are doing, I think, will obviously have a ripple effect, right? You're, even though you've been around since the '60s, it sounds like it's kind of like just eh, whatever, you know. But now, like that, you have some attention getting, you know, uh, pointed your direction from the media and now from the unions, et cetera. Um, now's the time, right? So if okay. you're successful, then the CVS pharmacists can be successful, and Rite Aid and et cetera, right? Well, and yeah. we're in a a fortunate situation a lot of these you know pharmacists around the country that are walking out they don't have representation they're starting from ground zero right but we have a union in place that's, we that's are right. you know yeah you're situation. you're a bunch of steps ahead yeah so now all you got to do is get the rest of those folks to join the union that's right get a yeah. good contract get rid of that open shop and and the world's your oyster in my yeah. humble opinion and you know and to say you really have nothing to lose right now i mean if you think it's bad and we're in the state we are if we aren't in existence anymore yeah I just you, I, I you, shudder. You, yeah, you know, there's no question about it. Right. I've seen I've seen it'll places be all that technicians, have, yeah. absolutely yeah. interns. It'll be robots. It'll be telehealth. It'll be uh, the Amazon's cheapest option. Pill it's pack. all about the shareholders. Yeah, it's right. all about the almighty dollar, right. and you guys deserve your share of it. And uh, listen, we we got a break here. Um, we've been talking to Joe Pignataro, Rob Kobleski from the National Pharmacists Association, uh, who have just recently joined the Labors. They are in a fight. 
Uh, pay attention to this fight. If you're a Walgreens user, you know, and go get a prescription, give them a thumbs up. Tell them to join the union, you know. Um, and you guys, uh, you know, are doing God's work. And we, and uh, I know Labor thanks you. And I'm sure your patients thank you as well. And uh, It's time for Walgreens to thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go get and, by, and by thank you, I mean pay you. Yes. <laughs> so listen, uh, we got to take a break. We will be right back uh, with, uh, we're going to wrap up the workers' mic um, right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken with Ed. Phil, that was really interesting with those guys, huh? Those, yeah, I uh, I really feel for them, and I wish them well on their organizing campaign. And, absolutely. Uh, they absolutely deserve to, and just got to get everyone else on board. Let's do it. Yeah. It's got to be news to a lot of folks. I think there are probably people who think pharmacists are like surgeons like doctors they're extremely well compensated they have no problems at work and to hear that the people who you know dispense medications like that are are dealing with the same kind of hassles that so many other people are dealing with um i think that should be surprising and should be really concerning to a lot of people yeah i think look if like you said if you take medicine you want the it's just like if you're flying you want your pilot to be well rested well compensated very happy Yeah. yeah right not working five twelves in a row and, you know, not getting any sleep. And I mean, yeah. right? when you think of the pharmaceutical industry in the trillions of dollars that are flowing through trillions, that. Trillions. Trillions. Right. Trillions. I mean, our, our, our country is basically beholden to the pharmaceutical industry. Right. And that the people dispensing it are being short trained and overworked. Like, that's crazy. You know, that's a good point, yeah. Phil. It's, yeah. it's not like move Walgreens out of the way for a second. Right. It's not like the actual pharmaceutical companies couldn't just take 1% of that money and fund it all. Literally. Right? Just like if Amazon paid their taxes. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Ed, you had an interesting thing that uh, there was a New York Times op-ed. Right. What was it? Um, so, earlier this week, the New York Times had uh, an opinion essay from uh, somebody with the Tax Policy Center in Stanford Business School saying, for the good of the country, older Americans should work more and take less. <laughs> um, so, basically, the what they're saying here is, uh, you're going to live longer than you would have in, say, 1960, when Social Security, you know, was, uh, you know, at a, a, people lived a lot less, so Social Security could carry you a little bit further. Um, so, if you're thinking about retiring, or if you've already retired, this uh, individual would say you should go back to work, work, uh, you know, another 10 years, and take less in Social Security for the good of the nation. Um, the good of the nation, I think, you know, if you'll hand me my soapbox, really, sure, quick, yeah. yeah, I'll uh, I'll step up on the soapbox and. Um, companies don't provide retirement benefits that are adequate for people anymore. So everybody relies on Social Security, which right. was never intended to be a standalone vehicle for retirement. One leg of the stool. That's yeah. exactly right. So personal savings 401ks was supposed to be part of that. Sure. Social Security was supposed to be part pensions. of that. And pensions were supposed to be a big part of that. So companies don't do pensions anymore. Folks that are out there and hear about you know things with the UAW fighting for their pension plan back, there are a lot of people who would say oh i don't get a pension they don't deserve a pension well guess what now they're saying you uh yeah you didn't get a pension and now we want this you to why. work for another 10 years because we can't afford to carry you through retirement so um you know does that sound good i, I don't think they're going to be doing this by volunteers because they're not going to get a lot of hands yeah, raising. yeah it's gonna be a tough sell but if you're if you're close to retirement if you've already retired and you're hearing people fighting for better retirement for you know better wages um for a better way of life and you don't feel a whole lot of sympathy toward them well they're coming they're going to be coming for you next so don't ever forget that because 
if people uh, need to save to be able to retire and can't rely on the government, and you know there are a lot of listeners out there, I'm sure that don't trust the uh, the long term security of Social Security or worry that it won't be there to take care of them, um, you know, save. Get your employer to help you save. Get your employer to take an interest in your retirement. That's right. Demand a fair wage. Demand a yeah. pension. You know, demand that Social Security be fully funded. You're you're absolutely right. And look, you know, look, I didn't I didn't know that. And that that article came out of that op ed. But on one hand, right on the on the later spectrum of life, hey, work longer. Like just work till you die. And on the other end of it, it's like, hey, twelve year old, you want a job? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. what the heck? Yeah. Well, what's There's what's another ten years? Yeah. You just have to work another ten years. You're not that tired. Yeah. And you know what? You don't get your. Uh, you're not sitting in a, the Clarence Thomas seat, if you will, where, right. you, where you have a quarter million dollar RV and don't Bond have to pay, pay for you. And don't yeah. have to. You don't have to pay it back. Yeah, it's not bad. right. I think we could say he's our consensus least favorite Supreme Court justice on here at the Workers' Mic. Supreme Court injustice. Hey yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he he got a, a quarter million dollar camper, and he loves to portray himself as the American everyman, saying, "Right, Ginny and I will. You know, we're driving this to storm the Capitol, and we we camp it out in Walmart parking lots because we're not fancy people." Well, guess what? What? They're two hundred and fifty thousand dollar rolling they say, home. They, yeah, they say it's like the ones that like rock stars travel yeah. around. Yeah, right. So, was it from? Crow? She's, she's a rock star to other capital protesters. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, so they got this uh, paid for, and it was considered a loan, and then the loan was just forgiven. So they got a free camper. But that works. Yeah. yeah, don't you have to pay yeah. taxes yeah. on that? You know, this, I have to disclose that. And there's I mean, this little they, group called the IRS who's really good at getting their piece of anything you earn or anything you get for free. So they also they certainly get it from the middle class, right? right? Yeah. We pay every we pay every penny and then some. Yeah. But you know, so, sometimes uh, somehow these folks just get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, so you're dropping the dime on Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas <laughs> is a tax dodger. So He's is, a Supreme uh, Court justice who won't pay taxes. So is his own colleague. Didn't uh, Amy Coney Barrett recently say, like, yeah, it's time for us to have a code of ethics, and yeah, which would hopefully include no free RVs for yeah. <laughs> justices. Yeah, they yeah, should, not, of course, not, they should yeah. not taking cash from people right. that are. I don't understand though. If you're a lawyer, Court. aren't you already subject to the code of ethics? Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought, but yeah. I, I don't know. Supreme Court, I guess, is above above the law, if you will. Clarence Thomas, he said that he talked to a guy earlier in his mm. career, and the guy told him that it was fine. Mm. Uh, so the guy breaking the rules said that somebody, my buddy, told me it was cool. That's the excuse. Yeah. And I, I don't know anywhere that that works in the world. No, that so holds up. We can't let it work at the Supreme Court. So hashtag resign Clarence Thomas. I'm going to change his license plate to free. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was free. Yeah. I love free stuff. Yeah. My other car didn't cost me anything. Yeah. Free homes, yeah. free RVs. Right, we, yeah, we got for my wife. She's outside the Capitol. <laughs> She's storming the Capitol. All right, we got, we got, we got to go. Uh, everybody, have a very safe Halloween out there. Uh, watch your kids' candy, yeah. please. Don't eat go candy through with razor blades. It. Yeah, that's for, don't eat the apples. Um, and we will and see. Come watch you. your performance. What do you mean? Your guitar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you're in the neighborhood. You'll hear the worst guitar playing you've heard in a very, very long time. <laughs> since last Halloween. Yeah, since last year. All right, listen, uh, we will be back next week um, on The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. The preceding episode of The Worker's Mic was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mic, visit WGNRadio.com.